0: Hey, gays and ghouls, I'm Sean Reedy.
1: And I'm Katie Tool,
0: And this is Friday Night Frights.
1: Welcome to another sode.
0: <laughs>
1: Tonight we'll be discussing American Horror Story.
0: Yes.
1: Kind of as a whole.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is, you know, a big subject, but we're going to try not to make this eight hours long.
0: <laughs> I know. I, you know, what's funny is I'm like, minisode, American <laughs> Horror Story, nine <laughs> seasons, one spinoff show. Yeah, we got this for We're fine. for sure. We're Definitely, fine. it's fine. <clears throat> Definitely fine. gonna be able to talk about this in a half Under hour. hour. <laughs> for sure, we'll get this knocked out in fifteen minutes flat. I mean, it no is problem. a relative
1: term. It's fine. <laughs> American Horror Story is uh, an anthology show, but it's different than anthology shows that came before it. Because mm-hmm. the classic horror anthology shows of kind of the mid-century to, like, the 80s, right? Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, The Night Gallery, right? Like, all of those, like, Rod Serling shows and Al- Alfred Hitchcock. hmm They would have, generally, sometimes there were, like, multi-episode arcs, but generally each episode was a self-contained story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then that was also the case with some of the shows inspired uh, by those shows, like uh, like Creep Show,
0: mm-hmm. right? Or like the Outer Limits.
1: The Outer Limits. Um, and then I, I mean, you could argue even even kid shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Right.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, and Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Goosebumps I know is their books, but right. Still. But the concept,
1: but right? Right. What American Horror Story did that was different is that it makes each season a self contained story, which has its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes it allows them to really flesh out characters and have really, like, you know, complex, sophisticated plot lines and sort of really tell the story in this full and rich way. And sometimes, like, Sometimes it's like the the story actually would have been a little bit better if it didn't have to stretch for an entire season.
0: Yes, right yeah like there's uh there's a concept but there's no full plot there's no full execution to it. like right. it's just like, oh, here's this idea and then it's never fleshed out right. Properly. And
1: if that I if that idea had been like you know a couple of hours, like maybe a couple of episodes, then it would have been great. But then they have to like, you know, they have to stretch it for what? They're all, they're all like 10 or 12 at least.
0: Yeah. I think they're they're all between like, I I think they're between nine to 13 episodes. Okay.
1: Yeah. That sounds about Mm -hmm. right. So, you know, that's a long time. Like it's. Right. Writing a television show is not like writing a film. Mm -mm. At all. Because, you know, just the, the number of hours that you have to tell the story, again, can be, like, really great if you have a story that can, that can fill up that time. Um, mm-hmm. But if you don't, <laughs> then, you know, it can be an issue.
0: Right. hmm And de- I definitely do want to say, like, there are plenty of seasons that are within this anthology series that are well done. That are oh, like yeah. a full fledged story, absolutely. But it's not all of them,
1: no. And and, and that's okay,
0: <laughs> right? It would
1: be unrealistic to expect every single one to be fantastic, right? Because right, a lot of them are kind of experimental as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead.
1: Like they're they're playing they're they're playing mm-hmm. with the conventions of horror and they're playing with the like sort of. Uh, well-trod television tropes in a lot of these Mm -hmm. and you know experimenting with format and narrative structure and and all of those things and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know so even if it doesn't quite work it's kind of like well at least at least they're trying to do something different
0: right Mm -hmm.
1: so um but yeah started in 2011 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the first season murder house which was set in los angeles and Loosely based on a on a real urban legend, the Los Feliz murder house, right? That has mm-hmm. all of these. It's 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 just an abandoned house, and and most of the stories about it are not true at all. But you know, right. uh, I th- I feel like each season has an element of being based on a real event or or a like well known urban legend.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, like with with season two, of course, it's focused on like the asylums of the. Mm-hmm. What was that? The did I like take place in the? Was it the fifties?
1: It. I think it was 60s. the sixties. But but yeah, I mean, it would have been you know the mm-hmm. the the sort of, um, well, and specifically like. Very famous asylums like um, like Waverly Hills, and you know like those. Mm-hmm. Those sort of, um, there are a lot of old mental hospitals that have a lot of paranormal mythology sort of swirling Mm -hmm. around them and, and, you know, uh, they are purported to be haunted. And so, and then the third season, uh, Coven depicted like had actually like fictionalized versions of real people. Right. In both Angela Bassett's and um Kathy Bates characters. Kathy Bates.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Both of those both of those women existed. Not in any way, shape, or form the capacity that they are in the show. Like they are oh, completely well, fictionalized, right? Because A, they were long dead before <laughs> Mm-hmm. or long dead before the the story would have taken place but also just um you know they just they played it was a very very loosely based on the actual person but they were real people right um you know and even hotel like some of the elements of hotel um like the the torture chambers right like that's based on h.h. holmes mm-hmm. Like the, I was gonna the say idea. like that. That whole mm-hmm.
0: hotel is based on HH H. Holmes. right? Like,
1: <laughs> so, um, so yeah. A lot of them do sort of incorporate these these uh, you know sort of larger concepts that uh, we know of, and then they really were the first show to do the season-long anthology thing. I can't think of another mm-hmm.
0: one. I really can't either. I I think that they were the first. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, of course, if there, if there's another one out there, let us know. Really? Right. Because I, mean, yeah. I would love to see this. Right. Like, I I love the concept.
1: Right. I mean, there have been... <laughs> and, of course, there have been plenty of shows like this since because it was so successful. Right. However, mm-hmm. they're almost exclusively produced by Ryan Murphy. <laughs>
0: Right. (laughs) can you think of a show like this that's
1: not ryan murphy no like they're not in the horror genre he's like you know expanded and he's going to expand even more because they're coming out with like what is it american love story which is about um john f kennedy jr and his wife and shit i forgot the other one but you know they have american crime story now and like you know it's oh
0: which, okay, can we quick sidebar? Because Absolutely. did you see the trailer? Can Did you see the trailer for the latest season for um, impeachment? No. Do you, Did you hear what this season was about?
1: Well, I mean, if it's called impeachment. Well. It's probably mm-hmm. about Clinton, right?
0: Uh-huh. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. This season looks so good. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely watch the trailer if any of you have not seen it, definitely look it up. Um, and if you haven't seen either of the other two seasons as well, I highly recommend them. Both the O.J. Simpson People versus O.J. Simpson and the assassination assassination of Gianni Versace were phenomenal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So well acted, so like this the execution of it of the both were stellar.
1: Right. And it is interesting. And, like, it kind of makes sense because in seeing, like, their other ventures in this sort of, like, American blank story, Mm -hmm. like, franchise almost, right? Right. Um, Like, uh, it makes sense that they, in American Horror Story, do try to incorporate, like, real events and real people, given that... Oh, absolutely. ...everything else is straight up about real people. Like, Mm -hmm. straight up about... The actual thing that happened in the real world. Um, right. Which, you know, is is slightly harder to do with horror.
0: <laughs> True. <laughs> because, well, I. Not think... that there aren't a
1: lot of horrifying things that happen, but.
0: But, but it's, it is harder to do. But the, I think the main reason that they do that is because they, it, you know, it gives people a connection. There's something right. that they can connect this to and link. And it's like, it's interesting that they're like almost in certain seasons expanding on this, on this story, on this thought process, on this. Um, idea, Mm -hmm. um, where, um, and then of course with American crime story, like these are true events. Like they are not, it's obviously like, you know, and they, they acknowledge it in season two specifically, but like, um, that is dramatized and everything, but the essence of of the story is there.
1: Right. Yeah. Like the people, the people, the places, the, the basic facts are mm -hmm. all true. Um, exactly. So Yeah, the people, especially the people versus O.J. Simpson, was just so phenomenal. Like the yes. the episode where the episode where David Schwimmer, I mean Sarah Paulson was was incredible as she always is in mm-hmm. everything that she even walks into. But the episode where Rob Kardashian mm-hmm. realizes that that was his name right his name was robert Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) because i know they have a son like the son's name rob too but he's named after his father
0: right yes okay okay
1: okay just making sure i'm not saying the wrong kardashian there are so many of them um (laughs) the episode where rob kardashian realizes that oj is probably guilty and it's his best friend and he's supposed to defend him and he's looking at the evidence and he knows like he he can tell from the evidence that there's a very good chance that his friend is a murderer and and that was mm-hmm. just like it was so heartbreaking and it it was just like brought um cuz i remember the o j simpson trial yeah i was i was pretty young mm-hmm. but i do remember it like they came in and and uh Somebody came into our classroom. I was in elementary school and somebody came into our classroom to tell us what the verdict was. Like, that's how big of a deal this thing was. Like, how pervasive. Yeah. Like, how pervasive in the sort of, like, zeitgeist in general this was at the time. It was huge. Mm -hmm. So to be able to see it in a sort of um, more personalized way. Right, where like it was sort of mm-hmm. like these were real people going through a real thing. Um, it was interesting for sure, and it was really well done. But but yeah, so I, I you know I have a feeling that uh, Murphy and Falchuk are going to be doing this for a long time.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I love that they like everything they do they do together. Like yeah, it's it's, it's really like, interesting. Yeah,
1: it's like you know Laurel and Hardy, <laughs> just like you can't have one right. without the other um yeah it's like did they so i know they did glee
0: yes and i know mm-hmm. that
1: murphy did nip tuck was Falchuk also include also involved with nip tuck okay
0: yeah they both were on there okay mm-hmm. you know what i'm gonna say that and then i'm gonna be like wait i'm wrong let me just back <laughs> like, let me just, just av- backtrack
1: right let me let's avoid camp crystal clear
0: yes I'm just gonna... I'm gonna re-verify. Because I know that, like, basically everything that they've done, they've done together. But, um, that may have been, um... Okay, so, actually, yes. So, he was on there. It was originally Ryan Murphy alone. alone Okay. <clears throat> However, um... Brad Falchuk came into the show to direct between tw- 2007 and 2009. So okay. like that's kind of when they got their start together? Right. Um he was a co-producer on that. Mhm. And then was um and then helped direct the last few seasons, which I need to go back and watch again. I never finished that show. And I remember it coming out and like, just being fascinated. And I know that that show took a downhill spiral in quality in the last few seasons. I mean, but... that happens.
1: That's, <clears throat> you know, it's it's kind of the... It's kind of the, the curse of television. Right. Is right? like, if... If your story doesn't fill up enough time, and your mm-hmm. show is successful, and it keeps getting renewed, and you keep having to come up with new stuff, like... And new angles on the story. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately it's a trap that a lot of, um, it's a trap that a lot of shows fall into.
0: So, oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, it certainly happened with, with Glee too. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, I never watched Glee. It I, it just wasn't my style of show necessarily. My mom and my sister watched it plenty. Um, I think they watched the entire series. Yeah. I watched um, the first I had few no seasons. I... Yeah. Um I had no idea that there was a three D movie. What? <laughs> yeah. There is Glee, the three D concert movie.
1: I also was unaware of this.
0: Yep. That's
1: their yep. cultural milestone that I missed. That one.
0: I'm like, oh, alright. Alright. But it's it's just crazy to me that like just seeing just looking at the um Like, what Brad Falchuk and Ryan Murphy have done, specifically Brad Mm Falchuk, it's not a lot. Right. His first directing role was Nip Tuck. Right. Like, he's only directed four things. It was that, Glee, Scream Queens, and The Politician. So... He's he's been a producer on on more. Of course, he was the he's a producer on double feature uh, double feature. That's the latest season of American Horror Story. Um, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> he's been producing the whole thing. Yes. Um. But it's just I don't know. It's just interesting to see the quality of work that comes out of this man. Right. For how little experience, in a way, he has at least showing on like IMDb.
1: True. Sure. True. Sure, True. Sure, True. Sure, True. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, also, re- random fun fact, had no idea about this, Brad Falchuk is married to Gwyneth Faltra. Really? Yep. For the past three years.
1: Oh, I did not know that. No idea. I didn't even know that she had remarried after she divorced the, um, Coldplay guy. What's his name?
0: Mm-hmm. I can't there's, remember, but I know he's.
1: something? Yeah, you yeah. know, the, the Coldplay guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, who, the guy who sings for Coldplay. well that is a random fun fact
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, well I was going to say that despite the fact that they sort of have pioneered this season long anthology model that Mm -hmm. their newest show is actually more a traditional anthology show Mm -hmm. um, where each episode or every couple of episodes is its own self contained story yes
0: yes Yes, American Horror Stories. Right. Yeah, we can talk about that now.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, full disclosure, I've not actually had a chance to watch American Horror Stories. So, this is this is going to be Sean's review of this show.
0: <laughs> and I'm going to say, as someone who has seen all of the episodes so far... Oops. Mm-hmm. I'm just hitting my microphone. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm just going to re-say that. No problem. And, at, um, and as someone who has seen all of the episodes of American Horror Stories so far, um, which there being six out, if I'm remembering correctly. I may mm-hmm. be wrong on that number. Um, that's okay that you haven't seen them. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a-okay. Um, so... So yeah, there's, there's six episodes that have, that have premiered, um, and, and this, okay. So it's interesting because like, as we discussed, like sometimes it is hard to like fully draw out a, a full concept into a season, Mm -hmm. right? (sighs) Majority of these episodes is a failure to fully conceptualize a thought into 45 minutes. Right. And it's like, it's almost like the thought is, it's it's almost like he's thinking too big. Mm. And it's just like, it's just, each episode has just kind of been its own mess in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite part of this show as a whole are the opening sequences. Okay. Because each one's different and it it ties into its own episode. Oh, that's cool. Right? Like that's and like
1: that's work they didn't have to do. Right? Right, so. exactly.
0: They well, and I was worried cuz like with the first two seasons or the first two episodes um Rubber Woman mm-hmm. uh, part 1 and part 2. Um like how they made it seem when they initially like showed the opening sequence, it made it seem like that was going to be the opening sequence for all of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that wouldn't make sense because it's literally just someone like stretching out like rubber in right. different ways. Um, Which, so I will say that one's probably my least favorite opening sequence. It is still cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just not, it. I, the other ones are just better overall. Right um so they have rubber woman which ties into season one yes um which i was like awesome that's awesome are we going to see some characters from the first season the answer to that question is not really
1: okay is the setting the same like is it set in the murder house yes okay okay
0: Mm -hmm. so at least that's there it's same house um However, the only ghost I, I don't know if I should spoil it. It's, I don't know if it's really a spoiler. But there's only there's only two things that you see from the first season.
1: Okay, so let's say this. You can say them, but we will say right mm-hmm. now if you haven't watched it and you care about being spoiled with whatever Sean's about to say, skip forward like 30 seconds.
0: Right. Um so the only the only two ghosts that you see are the nurse Mm-hmm. the one nurse that was murdered mm-hmm. in the house mm-hmm. um and the like demon creature that was in the basement okay that's it
1: okay everyone else was so tied to the specific story of the first
0: season of of american horror story which which i do agree with mm-hmm. however they had ghosts that but showed up there were other ghosts yeah that's all, true all yes there were From just random all ghosts. different decades. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm like, why aren't these like main ghosts showing up at all? Right. They they did mention like one or two of them in a way, but like, yeah. Otherwise, not really. Um. So that was a little disappointing, and the show just I don't know the 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 two the two episodes like the acting wasn't very good the the story was just kind of mediocre like it was okay but it just wasn't i wasn't sold right um episode 3 got a little bit better with drive in um that one was a little bit more interesting mm-hmm. of a story um it was a concept about a movie that made people go crazy It was, it was interesting. It was better. It wasn't great, but it was Mm. definitely better than the first two, the first two episodes. And then there's the naughty list, which is such a baffling concept to me because it's about a bunch of frat boys that are, that are influencers that get a bunch of hate because of videos that they posted because Mm. they ended up posting a video of a man committing suicide. Okay. Um. Not
1: cool. Like I can see why they were getting hate. Sure.
0: Uh huh. Um. And they just keep fucking around and being douchebags, and then t- and then somehow this story ties in um, a murderous Santa Claus, played by Danny Trejo.
1: I mean, I'm kind of here for that.
0: <laughs> okay, so
1: I might watch that
0: one. <laughs> the episode itself was, in a way, entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like like that, it was so campy that it was like good. Right. But it was just a bad episode.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But I will say the second half of the episode was satisfying.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I think that... I think that often they actually don't embrace the camp of their concepts enough. Right. I think we were talking about this last week. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. just we were talking, not on the podcast. We do talk to each other when there aren't microphones around. Um,
0: We do. (laughs) Like a lot. Um,
1: But (laughs) we were talking about how like... If they actually were a little bit more um, tongue-in-cheek and sort of self-referential and sort of um, had a little bit... Were, was taking themselves a little less seriously, that some of the seasons that didn't quite work might have worked better.
0: I have a perfect example of this for you. Okay. Scream Queen season one.
1: Right i mean right that come on it
0: is like i had such low expectations for that show (laughs) (laughs) i was like because okay so let me rephrase that because i i i thought that the concept it was really interesting when they first announced it and i was like Mm -hmm. jamie lee curtis i'm on board obviously
1: right any anything really
0: right and then i watched the trailer and i was like what what the fuck is happening with this show right
1: what are we watching here
0: But that first season was so good. Mm -hmm. It was funny. It was campy. It made fun of itself. Right. It tied into other horror movies. It was good. Right. And then they came out with season two and it was like flopped. Like Mm -hmm. not it was not there. But that was a one shot concept. Right. So, but they need to tie that, but that, that execution of camp and humor was so perfectly done that they feel like they should do that more in some of their shows.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like Mm -hmm. some of the concepts that they put into these shows are absurd and there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that. Right. Like absurdity can, can play great and absurdity can still be really scary and like mm-hmm. something that's campy can still be scary. Right. You know. But I I feel like I feel like the season where they did the best with that might actually have been Asylum. Yes. Like I I think mm-hmm. that they they had like the right balance of sort of of sort of like you know, very serious and very scary, but then also a, a little bit of like looking at the camera and being like, this is crazy, right? Like what the fuck are we mm-hmm. doing? You know, like, and I, I think that they actually balanced it pretty well in that one. Um But there were other seasons where the concept would have led, lent itself more to sort of the embrace of the absurdity and camp and the campiness than Asylum did, you know? But they yes. like just decided to play them straight. And it's like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Some seasons definitely fell flat mm-hmm. um, on the camp. Well, but OK, so so I, I so I want to mention the next episode. And I don't want to say too much about it because this was my favorite episode of American Horror Stories so far. I think they did oh, really okay. well with it. Sure. Um, is Baal. Bal? Bal.
1: B-A-L? Like the god? B-A...
0: Yes. B-A apostrophe L. -L 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 A-L. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like the god. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is, in my opinion, the perfect execution of, like, when it is... When they do focus more on true horror. Um. Like, this episode was actually pretty genuinely creepy. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know really what was going on. And there were multiple twists and turns in this episode. It, it I honestly think that, uh, cause this, the, all the other episodes so far have not really featured anyone notable from the show mm-hmm. from prior episodes at all or right. prior seasons. This one had Billy Lord in it. Okay. And she did a phenomenal job. Well, I mean, of course, she did. Because it's Billy Lord. Okay, I mean, it's Billy hello. So, um, really, the main the main focus on the season is is her attempting to become pregnant.
1: Okay.
0: Got right. a fertility.
1: Right. Yeah, that's what that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so. Well,
1: cool. Well, maybe I'll watch that one. I I definitely... I mean, I'll probably end up watching all of them, let's be real. But um, the... I actually want to talk about a little bit the inclusion of the Rubber Woman in this show.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the setting of the murder house. Because something that they didn't really even hint at in the first few seasons of the show mm-hmm. in, in later seasons and more recent seasons has sort of, has sort of come to the fore. And I think it's really interesting. And that is, uh, the idea that all of these stories are taking place in one universe. Yes. Right. When they came out with, <clears throat> um, apocalypse. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't just that they brought back the witches from coven. Mm -hmm. It was that they married the story of Coven with the story of Murder House. Yes. And that, I think, was a really good move. And I think it was really interesting Mm -hmm. because these stories are so wildly different. But if you suspend your disbelief that, you know, there are all of these people in all of these stories that look identical because it's all the same actors. There's nothing that that precludes them from Taking place mm. in the same universe, so actually, like making that—that that, I, I mean, I guess at least some of them. I suppose that they haven't—they haven't explicitly said that more than just Covenant and Murder House take place in the same universe. But I feel like it was implied.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that they have definitely implied that like all of this is all taking of them. place in in the yeah. same universe. Absolutely. That if mm-hmm. you
1: were, you know, that if you were in Massachusetts in 1964 or whenever it was, that you could have you know, experienced asylum. And then if you were in New Orleans in 2016, you would have experienced Coven. And if you were in Mm -hmm. LA in 2011 or, you know, or, um, what year was Roanoke supposed to take place?
0: Um, it was modern. It was set in the, the, it was probably 2015, 2016, 2017, 2017. Yeah, 2016. I'm like, I'm Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and then, so if you were then in in 2016 in North Carolina, you could have experienced Roanoke, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so I kind of like that. Um, Even though, like, their whole shtick is that they're an anthology show. Mm -hmm. It's still, it's still fun to think that all of these disparate stories might, if they can pull it off, because it's going to be hard. and, And, I mean, I... I, I don't know how they're going to do with this going forward, but that like the, the idea that all of these disparate narrative threads can sort of be woven into an overarching, like cohesive story mm-hmm. is very interesting to me. Yes. So Um. it would be like, it would be like the MCU of television, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely really interesting to see them all tied together, like multiple seasons tied together, mm-hmm. uh, and how they tied together. And I've I've heard rumors, and I don't know if it's ever been confirmed yet or not. Um, which, but it would make sense to me. But I've heard rumors that um, the latest season and season two will end up tying together, but it's because of aliens.
1: Right. Well, I mean, and that makes sense. I mean, the right. the way that you the way that you will be able to tie these together is by Mm -hmm. like going sort of one level up from the story. Right. Right. Whereas, you know, in apocalypse, it was the witches from Coven. Sure. And it was like the, the antichrist character that had sort of descended from the, the family in season one. Right. Right. So it's, it ties into those characters and it ties into those concepts, but it has, it Mm -hmm. doesn't have anything to do with the plot of the original season.
0: Right. It's more of a, in a way it's just a continuation.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, obviously things that happen to these people in their seasons is going to affect them in the new season as well. But it's not like just trying to smash those two stories together. It's coming up with a new story that has those elements mixed together, Exactly, I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say.
0: Mm-hmm. But that was a good season too. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of, so that was the, uh, the season that we got introduced to Cody Fern mm-hmm. as an actor. I, I, he was in, um, American crime story. He was in, um, the Gianni Versace one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was... I had not watched that yet. And I think that that came out before Asylum, or Apocalypse did. Mm-hmm. But he did such a good job. Cody Fern was like, ugh. 10 out of 10. He played a great demon. Whatever. Antichrist.
1: <laughs> demon child person.
0: Yes. Um, and speaking of, he was also in the um just to tie it in really quick the Mm -hmm. the latest episode of american horror stories he was in that as well oh okay so first billy lord then then cody fern um but yes it's it's i love the fact that they in in multiple seasons have have used actors multiple times to play these completely different characters and i feel like that's one of the biggest reasons why this show works is because the actors are so good that they can actually play different characters, mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily tie them into the previous characters that they've played.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's entirely true. Like the the talent is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like if if there are stumbles, it's usually in in the the story and the execution, not in the yeah. acting. Um, right. So, because, you know, they, they just have some incredibly sort of talented folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Sarah Paulson and Francis Conroy and, you know, these are, these are heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're not going to cover every single season of American Horror Story because we could do a whole month of, months of, month of episodes if we did that. Right. But what is, I mean, we could could do an entire month of just American Horror Story episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. What is your favorite season?
0: Um, So my favorite season is actually Asylum. Okay. So yeah, uh, definitely Asylum was my favorite. I thought that a lot of the other seasons did really well. And I think that they started off strong with Murder House. But like, I feel like really Asylum is where they truly hit their stride mm-hmm. with the show. Um, and I think the biggest thing is that they, they really did a great job of meshing together two completely different concepts. And while these concepts, it makes sense that they did because the, of the time frame mm-hmm. um, that that's taking place. Cause you know, like you said, it's in the sixties. So, uh, or seventies.
1: No, it's 64. 60s.
0: 64. It is 64. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it's taking place in the sixties. Um, which is, is when asylums as a whole are kind of dying. It's it's a dying breed, really, because it's inhumane.
1: Right. Well, and um, I mean there the are tru- there are also like specific. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna get too into this because it's it's super nerdy. But um, I mean, as if anyone doesn't know who listens to this podcast, but there are specific <laughs> like um, there are specific like socio and political reasons that asylums started to decline. Starting in the 60s. Um, mm-hmm. You know, having to do with... I believe it started with the Kennedy administration working, trying to work on reform. Right. Um, and then, you know, eventually just... You know, eventually the, the funding got caught. Yeah, the funding and, was just gone. Um, and there wasn't really anything viable plan to replace asylums, which is an issue. Right. But but mm-hmm. yes, I mean they were it, it was around this time that there started to be public knowledge of mm-hmm. how horrific the conditions were at some of these places. Yes.
0: And I, I wouldn't necessarily say all of them. No, um, of course. Like not you know, there
1: were I'm sure there were very nice ones as well, but Right.
0: You know But a lot of them well, and this is a time period where there was they were doing a lot of experimenting. Right, yes, and different trials and different it, it was just the the thought process was these people are crazy, they're not in the right mind. I can do whatever I want to them.
1: right. yeah, I mean they they were they were treated as as less than humans with agency for sure. yes, mm-hmm. um, And you're right. It does make sense that you tie in the Nazi angle
0: with that. The Nazi angle completely side side, like out of nowhere. I was like, oh, okay. All right. And aliens.
1: And then aliens. Yeah. I think, I think actually I had the the opposite thing where like the Nazi thing made sense to me. And then when the aliens showed up, I was like, wait, what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, well, and that was, I think that was, that was really my thing. Aliens is what threw me off.
1: Right. (laughs) You're like, wait a minute, this just took a hard left turn.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, and I'm like, okay, but I love how they tied it in. They're like, okay, people, like, they think that you're crazy because your wife disappeared because aliens came and took her.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and, and when you think about as well, the sort of, like, widespread cultural conception we have of aliens and how aliens would interact with us if they did mm-hmm. show up, it almost always right. involves experimentation. It's, it's largely about the loss of human agency, like, mm-hmm. in both of those situations, even mm-hmm. though, like, one is very rooted in reality and one is kind of, like, you know, more um, out there right literally the truth is out there um but <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah the, the the that entire concept to to merge those two together and i think part of it too is just like back in the day like it was so easy to just claim someone to be crazy and throw them in an asylum oh yeah um without like doing any sort of even research they're just like yeah no that just sounds crazy so you're crazy so you're going to the asylum right um i i really just love the overall execution of that show of that season and it was funny because i started it and like the end of the first episode Mm -hmm. i'm like what the fuck is this season about to be because someone just got their arm ripped off through a (laughs) door what's happening what's happening like (laughs) this is about to be really stupid and then they explain it Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh okay like just oh gosh that overall just the acting the 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 period that they that they brought to life like they just that that season was an idea to full fruition right and i just absolutely love it
1: yeah um I will say it's definitely one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And I, I go back and forth on this, actually. But I think mm-hmm. my favorite is Coven. And I know a lot okay. of people like have issues with Coven. And, and Coven had some issues. But just, it's the characters. Yeah. Right? Like, forget about the story. And I, I think that's part of the reason that those characters keep being brought back. Mm-hmm. is because people, people loved the characters. I mean, just the, you know, <laughs> if you, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, there's nothing. And I guess, I guess when I was talking about like the camp being well executed in Asylum, it is well executed in parts of Coven as well.
0: I definitely agree with that.
1: Like, um, You know, I I think the most illustrative example of why I love this season is when Frances Conroy's character um, is about to be burned at the stake and she goes, Balenciaga!
0: I just about shat when she screamed that. I was like, ma'am.
1: And then the way that it was, you know, (laughs) that like she screamed that and then it's just like the whole thing went like it it kind of exploded. Right. right? Like it wasn't it wasn't like the fire started slowly. It was like just she went up in flames.
0: Yep. Um, No, that season definitely had a great execution of camp.
1: Yes. And I I really. Yeah. And I think. You know, a, a lot of a lot of these seasons are very like female centered, actually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, none so much as Coven, though.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Right, like, you know, the the sort of like depth and breadth of the characters, and it was just it was genuinely funny, and mm-hmm. the camp was well executed, and it's just it's just a joy to watch. Right, mm-hmm. Stevie Nick shows up, like, how could you go wrong? Um, right. <laughs> She's like, completely, you're like, what? (laughs) She shows up and sings Seven Wonders, which like, there are songs she has specifically about witchcraft. Seven Wonders isn't one of them. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think, I think Coven is my favorite, but I mean, it's like, it's so close between those two.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead.
1: I think one of the things they did right Going from going from season one to season two is mm-hmm. they centered Sarah Paulson. Like, I think they saw her and her character in season one. And she was, like, mm-hmm. not really a, a huge character in season one. Right? She only showed up, like, mm-hmm. a few times. And they are like, no, no, she needs to be a star. Like, we right. need to take her and put her front and center. And... You know, that has been. I mean, that's been almost every season since. But, <laughs> but yeah, I do love Coven. And I will say this as well um, mm-hmm. Freak Show had mm-hmm. a lot of story problems. Like, a lot.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm. I think it is the best season visually do you disagree
0: (laughs) i will explain why i disagree and it's a me thing and not a uh uh, it's a me thing it's not a cinematography thing um in in aspects i do agree right okay
1: that's fine so we can can disagree go for
0: it i mean yeah (laughs) So so here's my thing. And this is also why I don't like Thor. The very first Thor, the first Thor oh, movie. Oh, the first
1: Thor movie? Okay. Going
0: going full different out of the spectrum.
1: Well, I mean, we were, uh, we, you know, tying in the MCU. We've come in full circle, right.
0: really. It's full circle. Um, I cannot stand when a movie has their camera at a constant angle. It is at a constant angle. Angle.
1: Oh yeah, it is. It is. It is constantly at an angle.
0: I can't do it. I don't know what it is. It bothers me. I couldn't. I literally like could not finish watching the first Thor movie because it was literally there was nothing but it being on it like there was no straight on shots right that were at a regular horizontal degree right and I'm like I it is a crazy thought like it the, the, this it doesn't make any sense right but it. It just bothers me. I, I, I can't explain it any further. It bothers me. I don't like it. So that's why. That's part of why I didn't like the cinematography. However, I will say that the um the color in that season, mm-hmm. um, was beautiful. I feel like the the costume design was stellar. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of really good things about that season. Right. It's also my least favorite season.
1: Okay. All right. I mean,
0: that's,
1: (laughs) that's totally fine. I mean, so I will say that. So let me say this because I, I don't have that same aversion to that, that like cinematography technique. And so I, you know, like when I was watching it, there were a lot of times where I was thinking this shot is really cool.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: However, you could argue that that's not a good thing because it was pulling me out of the story. Yes. Right? Like, the story wasn't compelling enough to keep me from thinking about the cinematography. Mm-hmm. And not, like, keep me from thinking about the cinematography when, like, you sit down and you really, you know, study it to look at the cinematography, but just watching it as, like, entertainment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was thinking, like, I remember how it looked more than I remember any of
0: the storylines, really. Right because there wasn't really much of one
1: right i mean because it had a lot of story problems (laughs) you're like wait what's happening now um
0: (laughs) oh you're gonna kill off your murderer in episode three okay cool sounds good yeah (laughs)
1: like what are we horrified about now
0: (laughs) right but i'm jumping the gun on that it wasn't quite that early but it was still early it didn't make any sense oh gosh that season
1: Right, yeah. Story-wise, story-wise, it was just like, what's happening, but...
0: I, I had such high expectations for that season mm-hmm. um, because of how good Asylum and Cup... Because of how good the first three seasons were. Right. And that is where it started falling downhill.
1: hmm I mean, I agree, for sure. Yeah. But... I think um... that's
0: why I don't like it so much. I just... I had these such... There's so many cool concepts that they could have done with that season, and it just was a flop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The story mm-hmm. was, was not good. No.
0: Nope. Nope,
1: nope.
0: Um. I did love that they tied in Dot to that, though. From Asylum.
1: Yes. Right, because, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. So, that's true, actually. I guess that was the first, like, little hint that they take place in the same... Mm-hmm universe Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh.
1: because I think Freak Show took place before Asylum I think it was in the 50s yes and then Asylum was and in I... the 60s so like it was mm-hmm. it, it is this interesting that like you know someone like Dot went from sort of being in the Freak Show and sort of being cared for by the people in the Freak Show and then the Freak Shows ended
0: mm-hmm. right
1: which they should have like but and so right. then she ended up in this this horrific asylum. Mm-hmm. right? It's like you're going from it's it's sort of like you could you could tease out a, a sort of subplot of the you know, treatment of of people who are different mm-hmm. from that. Right, maybe. But okay, so. Here's what we're gonna do now that we've talked about our favorite seasons
0: mm-hmm. and my sh- least favorite a little bit <laughs> and your least favorite so you know the beginning and the end
1: um but right. sean is going to rank the seasons from his least favorite to his favorite <laughs> so you know the last mm-hmm. one and you know the first one but right. what we want you to do is uh, go to our Facebook page and our Instagram. I'm going to put up posts on both, and maybe I'll even do it on Twitter, and you know, actually do something with the Twitter. But <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I have so many problems with getting that Twitter updated. But um, we want to know what your definitive ranking is, or what your mm-hmm. favorite, even if you haven't seen them all, or or if you know you can't really come up with a whole ranking, but you want to you know argue with us about our favorite seasons or our least favorite seasons. Like if you absolutely love freak show and you want to argue with John, or you absolutely hate coven and you want to argue with me, right. like we're here for it.
0: <clears throat> you can't argue with us about a- asylum though. Cause it's the best season. So, I mean, sorry. asylum is, yeah. <laughs> asylum is objectively
1: kidding. great. Like there's no, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's no room for difference of opinion. Though. No, I'm just kidding. Um- <laughs> All right. So Sean, give us, give us the ranking. How many? Okay. There have been ten, right? Or no? Ten is coming out. Nine. There have ten been. Ten is nine. coming out. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So nine. So. One. Okay, so of course, as you know, Freak Show is my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had so many high hopes for that season. It just didn't. It just fell flat. It mm-hmm. just. <sighs> it was just so different in not good ways. Um, so my next least favorite would be Cult. I think the reason that I didn't like this season so much is the story was a little bland and it was, it was two of the time Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I have heard so much political bullshit at this Mm -hmm. point that I don't want to hear it from the show that kind of takes me out of my elements, out of the reality that I'm living in. Mm -hmm. Um, And and even with that, like, it just, it just, I didn't feel like the story itself was very good. Right. It was more of, it kind of seemed like Ryan Murphy just saying, hey, I hate Trump. And that was about it. Right. Which, <laughs> and then tied, tied in cults.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> like.
1: I mean, like, which, you know, fair. A lot of us hate Trump, but
0: there are, right. there right. are
1: more. I agree with that one that, that it wasn't a particularly sophisticated critique. No. Like, horror can be used so beautifully
0: mm-hmm.
1: for social commentary and, you know, to make political statements. And they just sort of, like, wasted the chance.
0: Yeah. You
1: know? So I just yeah, wasn't that one good. wasn't good.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, My next least favorite would be Hotel. Mm hmm. Um, and, and I, I thought Hotel was in, in a lot of ways a very well, like it was a very pretty, um, pretty season. Like there was a lot of really beautiful shots in that. And I did, I actually, I know a lot of people hated it. I actually enjoyed the inclusion of Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. I thought that she did well. Uh, Some people may not know that her main profession that she was going to go into originally was acting. It was not singing. So, I think that she did well with this.
1: Right. It, it would be interesting. <clears throat> it would be interesting now that she actually has been in, like, critically acclaimed films. Right. And she is sort of established as an actress. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of people just decided that that was a gimmick casting and just didn't even give her a chance.
0: I, I agree i absolutely agree which in a way they kind of did at to be fair ryan murphy and brian falchuk advertised it that way right they focused on gaga right and i'm like you need to not i know that she's like that like had vampire mistress in this this right. season yeah
1: she's a big character
0: but it would have been nice to have it a little bit more toned down it would have made it a little bit more genuine for me. But I do think that she did a good job. I just think that the story was just a little lackluster. Mm-hmm. My next one would be Roanoke. Mm-hmm. And this season gets so much hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people think that this... I, I've heard a lot of people say that this is their least favorite season. Okay. I I actually enjoyed it because it was so different. Because of it being set up as a like a reality show for the first half of it.
1: I actually think... I actually think that was a really clever play on, on the narrative structure mm-hmm. and the fact that they not only not only set it up as a reality show, but actually had like the reenactment portion be different right. actors playing the same character. Like the 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 level of complexity of having an actor who's playing a character and then there's an actor who's pretending to be an actor who is playing that character. Uh oh, so I good. mean, it's just cool. It, it was just a cool concept, and i I think that, um, I think actually their mistake might have been like abandoning that halfway
0: through. Yeah, no, I agree i I, I still liked the second half of the season, but mm-hmm. it was a little weird, it was a little weird of a feeling when they did that mm-hmm. um, So my next season Mm -hmm. is
1: 1984
0: okay now I feel like it's a good transition into this because they kind of did a a slightly similar concept slightly Mm -hmm. very slightly similar concept to Roanoke Mm -hmm. as they did in 1984 um where they changed the story in a way right but they did a really great job of of setting the mood of the 80s mm-hmm. um like i feel like the, the i mean this is it's clearly a love it's a it's a friday the 13th love story like right it's it, it the just the overall execution of it was was just really well done um they kept you on your toes they kept doing some twists and turns mm-hmm. There was a really interesting tie-in that I was not expecting, um, which in a way ties into Hotel, and that's all I will say. Um, But I did think that they did a really good job with the season. It's still... This is also an example of where sometimes the camp went a little bit too over the edge. Mm -hmm. It was just a little bit too much. But I think overall the execution was there. Okay. Okay. Also, and this is just a me thing. You have Gus Kenworthy. That's all I needed. <laughs> just Gus Kenworthy being hot. I was here for it. Um, next on the list is Apocalypse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that Apocalypse was was really well done, and in in certain ways, I I think that it and my next season on my list are are almost interchangeable mm-hmm. because of how well it was executed mm-hmm. um i was very surprised with apocalypse right i did not expect it to be nearly as good as it was i not that i would expected it to be bad but it's just there's it, they've had a trend so i was mm-hmm. like I, I was hoping for some good and they, they they came out with some great i gotta say like the the overall concept of it being post-apocalyptic of them living in a bunker. Mm -hmm. of it being witches and being a um what do we say um uh he's not a demon what is he
1: oh he's the antichrist
0: antichrist thank you He's the antichrist yeah so yeah having a tie-in of of witches and the antichrist and kind of having that like no way battle like i just thought that the execution of that season was just it was it was pretty spot on Mm -hmm. um uh my next season is murder house
1: okay
0: um so i loved murder house it's what got me into the show i loved the story i loved the set um as a quick side note is something that i had noticed when i was watching re-watching buffy the vampire slayer is Mm -hmm. one of their episodes actually took place in that house
1: yep there's a lot of things that have taken place in that house.
0: <laughs> there is. There yep. is. And that's this is the one that I've noticed immediately. i yep. noticed one other another show that had it, but I I don't remember what it was.
1: Yeah, there's been <clears> a lot <throat> of things filmed in that house.
0: It's a beautiful house. It is a beautiful house. Yeah. I would love to live there. I mean, I'm just saying. I think it was for I sale 4 years ago. I could never afford it. I mean, could I. never in my life. But I would love it. But I I just think it this season really did set up the show for success. Um, I think the plot was executed well. I do think that it was very horror centric. Like it wasn't, there was no, there was no comedic relief in this season.
1: No, no, no. It was very, but I mean, like the, the, um, I also love murder house. Like murder house is definitely in, in my, in my sort of top seasons. Like it -hmm. was very good. And, uh, Also, and they, and they tied a lot of, you know, true things in that when you're like, you know, when you're a weirder like me and, and you know, you like, you know, stories about things like urban legends, like the Los Feliz mm-hmm. murder house, or even, you know, the the doctor, right? Like that mm-hmm. was the sort of original ghost to who, who's clearly based on the doctor who very well might have murdered the Black Dahlia, right? Like those, right, right. those sort and of, the Black of like Dahlia historical, there, yeah. yeah, like those sort of historical references is i was like 100% there for it so Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that was a that was a really well executed season Mm -hmm. um so that number two is going to be coven for me right Mm -hmm. so and i'm in the same boat as you are like coven and and asylum are are very close Mm -hmm. and it's funny because when i first watched that season i did not like it yeah Mm mm-hmm Um, and I think the main problem that I had with it, I liked the concept. I really did like the concept quite a bit. Um, I didn't like that they kept coming back. I'm like, just kill them off already. If they're going (laughs) to die, then let them die. But (laughs) I'm like, every single one of y'all has died and come back. I get it. You can be reincarnated, whatever. Like, I'm like, I need you to be done. That was my only problem with that season though. Right. Stevie Nick's thing was a little random, but I still really appreciated it. Um
1: I mean, I feel like she had to be there.
0: I yes. I mean, yes. She had to It, show was, just like, Cause it, it was just like cuz they talked about it the
1: entire time.
0: They did. Yeah. Um Miss cuz Misty Day was like obsessed with her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and like and... perfect
1: like Uh uh Lily Rabe like Mhm. Playing someone who was obsessed with Stevie Nicks and like who was modeling herself after Stevie Nicks, she just oh, it yes. was just so spot on. Like, just uh, Lily, I mean,
0: uh, she's amazing. Lily Rabe does not get enough praise, she doesn't, I feel like at all. She is because I feel like, especially in this show, like the forefront, like the main people that ever the main person that everyone focuses on is Sarah Paulson, right? Which is fair mm-hmm. because she is a phenomenal actress, however. We need to acknowledge Lily Rabe as a phenomenal actress as well. Right. She is so good.
1: And and Lily Rabe has been as, in as many seasons as Sarah Paulson.
0: Yes. So she generally plays smaller characters. She's
1: generally a smaller part, right? But but mm-hmm. she's always but every single time she's phenomenal in that part. Like mm-hmm. even if even in the in some of the more lackluster seasons, Lily Rabe mm-hmm. is awesome. So yes. yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that I think that Evan Peters, L- Lily Rabe, Sarah Paulson, and Frances Conroy are like the the
0: people who have been in the
1: most seasons. Yep. So. Yep. They're
0: definitely the heavy hitters of the mm-hmm. show. Um,
1: and Francis Conroy is just phenomenal as well. So I mean, I think God, that's everything she's done. I think that's why the show endures, even though it does stumble sometimes. Is just because mm-hmm. the actors are so good.
0: Yes, absolutely. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, All right. And then number one we've already talked about is Asylum.
0: Is Asylum. Yes, definitely.
1: All right. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So we'll go ahead and throw a post up on Facebook where where we can, you know, you you all can can duke this out if you want. Mm
0: -hmm. Right.
1: (laughs) Go for it. So that is it for American Horror Story. Next week, uh, we are going to do Candyman. Which is very exciting. See. Um, very excited about Candyman. Talk about, mm-hmm. you know, talk about visually stunning. <laughs> like <laughs> Right. Just incredible. Um, so join us for that. That's going to be super fun.
0: So until then, of course, take a peek at our first video that we've uploaded on YouTube. Yes. Um, definitely, definitely follow us on there. Subscribe. Love it. All the things. Um, like and subscribe us to a... Gosh. like and subscribe us on apple Podcasts. follow us on spotify of course and then we have our instagram f and frights podcast and our twitter f and frights pod we have our facebook friday night frights you can find us on there our website of course is f and frights Podcast.com. you can scream at us with any thought, feelings, and emotions. <laughs> of course, if it, I, I do really want to know people's rankings, so let's please uh, put it in the uh, Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: Rank, Facebook post. But um, if you'd like to just scream at us directly, you're welcome to it. Scream at F And then, of course, we have our Patreon, our Fright Club. Mm-hmm. And Katie, what is the first rule of Fright Club?
1: The first rule of Fright Club is don't fuck with Jessica
0: Lange. she gonna get you
1: and and we actually haven't talked about her much thus far in the episode but in the first four seasons which like all of our you know all of our sort of tops like i think i think besides you not liking freak show like at least the first three like Mm -hmm. is sort of both of ours like one two three even if it's in a different order like favorites right. and like Jessica Lang was such a huge part of all of those. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's just such a badass in every single one. Like whether you are rooting she... for her or against her, mm-hmm. it's still like she's just such a badass and, and like she's 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 gonna fuck you up. Don't fuck with Jessica Lang. Right.
0: And I mean even though I didn't like Freak Show, I she did a great job in Freak Show too. She did.
1: Like she was she mm-hmm. was you know her character was, was great.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah don't fuck with it.
1: <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this Friday night bike. join us next week
0: for the big fright but until then sleep tight